My name is Derek. My friend Keith and I, we host the Pop-Up Filmcast. Every episode, we talk about fake movies like they're real. Last year, Keith told me about the NYC Midnight Screenwriting Competition. It's a crazy contest where you have to write a short-form script in a small amount of time. The twist is it has to be a specific genre and incorporate a random theme and a random character. We both participated. We did fairly well, and we had a good time. So this year, we decided to do it again, invite some friends, and talk through the process. This is Midnight Writers. Episode 2, The Catalyst and Midpoint. Keith, Phil, Joel, Julianne, and myself, we got back together to record our second episode. and We're ready to hurl ourselves into the competition. We haven't really covered the contest much, so let me break down the first round for you. There are over a thousand writers, and they are broken up into groups of 25 or so people. Each group is given a genre, like romantic comedy, spy, or drama, along with a theme and a character. You then have eight days to write a 12-page screenplay that is within the genre, incorporates the theme and the character. Those screenplays are then judged, and the top five from each group advances to the second round. This episode takes place shortly after we received our group assignments. First, we talk about what we got. Okay, because uh, so we got it last night, and our genre is fantasy. And this is what has always scared me with writing, is writing outside of what I'm comfortable with, which is the very Kevin Smithy world of dialogue and kind of, you know, my age type you know, or family dynamics or drama with friends or whatever. This is very different. Apatow, this is totally, that would be. Yeah, like I would be comfortable in that world. This is very different. So this will be interesting. Um, So and the character has to have a transformation. So some kind of transformative something. And I think, what was our last one, Joe? Oh. Um. Oh boy, sorry to kill this here, but uh, <laughs> here you look it up while I say okay. what I did this morning. And what I realize is how I come up with ideas is I'll sit and I'll close my eyes and just create stories. And I could, I'm very much like a uh, close my eyes and, and I'll just start visualizing storytelling. And that's how I do it. And I realize I've always done it that way where I don't, it's harder to work with other people. I'll just sit and think. And then come up with all of it. And then I record it afterwards. So that's my process. But it's always like a movie in my mind happening. <laughs> and fantasy is a very broad, encompassing sort of... There's all sorts of fantasy. Is there is there a, a direction in your mind that you immediately go to with fantasy? Is it like Lord of the Rings? Or is it space opera? Or is it something entirely different? I think I was telling Phil that I peaked in second grade when I was... In the world of, they use Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as a reference. Willy, mm-hmm. Willy Wonka, sorry. But um, that world I'm really comfortable with where it's kind of sweet fantasy. Like Harry Potter to me is probably the closest to what um, was recent that I mm-hmm. thought was kind of like that fun, real fantastical kind of element. Mixed whimsical. Kind of, uh, yeah. yeah. Bridging two worlds of dark and whimsical, I think in that's where I feel a little more comfortable. And I asked Joe L, should we or Joe or Joe go more the the Willy Wonka route of like kind of sweet fantasy like that? Or but then my brain, as I was thinking of this idea this morning, went it just goes 
to like Orwellian, <laughs> like you know, it kind of went Hunger Games. So, uh, well, I, I definitely an upgrade from my first round last year, which sent me into a panic. Um, but I got a uh, spy, scandalous, Ooh. and a runner. It's called Marathon Man. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. stars, maybe a young Dustin Hoffman. I'm not sure. <laughs> Method actor. Yeah. Uh, or are they talking about a runner on a table? See, I'm going more with decor. Oh, mm, mm. Someone's mm. been watching HGTV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my first round last year was, I wrote it down, is uh, political satire, training day, and a receptionist. And I, I came up with a whole thing about a dentist who was presidential themed and, uh, and a new receptionist who's being trained and so it went completely opposite of probably what any other political satire like would have you know been uh, because I, i'm not a big political satire person i like spy movies so this seems a little more uh you know up you know in in my wheelhouse here to to go with but also like kind of not at the same time i probably won't go with something that seems very basic uh, with this, my process is mostly, so the first round is eight days. I mean, probably the first three to four days, I'm going to just be throwing ideas around in my head until two of them stick together. Let's go down this, you know, this direction with it and goes and just, I'll just keep repeating stuff in my head all day long. I will probably get no work done this week. Um, and then, then I'm worried I, about, yeah. <laughs> and then at night I'll, I'll jump down here and I'll, I'll type some stuff up and I'll bring all my notes down with me and sit there and hammer away something and uh you know try i i will try and have the first draft done uh by like day five and then you know cram through and edit them and then do one final read through and finish it up and send it in at the very last minute uh i drew uh i drew suspense as my genre uh, the lesser of two evils is my subject and my character is a limousine driver. <laughs> um, uh, I don't have a concrete direction, uh, yet I've spent, um, I spent most of my day and I did, I worked today. So, um, I'm figuring out how to hit this deadline and write while I'm, uh, mobile because I drive truck. I'm not at a computer all day. Um, so a lot of it has been scribbling notes. I carry a notebook with me, scribbling notes in there. Uh, I have a Google doc started on my phone where I've just any idea I've had pertaining to this, to a direction it could go to a scene that could play out. Uh, I'm putting that in there. Um, and as, as I kind of starts to take shape, I am, um, I have I have a Google Docs library. Does anybody else have this? Just like full of like half written short stories and yep. ideas. Uh, some of it is like scenes that I've written out um, with good dialogue exchanges that I haven't built been able to build a story around. So I, I I hope I'm able to mine something out of there that I can kind of just plug in. Last year when I got it, I got mystery and. A single dad and an examination or something like that were like and I, I I don't know like the genre mystery that whatever did, didn't appeal to me. And this year I got crime caper, um, a banker, crime caper, a banker, 
and a celebration. Those were my three things. And I'm, I don't know, I'm not really excited about this combination of things either. Like, Crime Caper, like, the first thing I think of is, what? Like, I don't even know the usual suspects. Like, I don't even know. So what I'm going to do is, probably what I did, like, last year, I'm going to Google best, last year I had best, best mystery movies on Netflix. And I watched, like, a handful of them to get ideas. Not like I was going to steal, but one of my biggest learnings from last year, and this is a, a lifetime of struggle with is I'm not clear with my intent when it comes to telling the story. Like in my head, I know what I'm doing and or saying. So you should know what I'm doing. But if you're not explicit in those things, uh, theme and concept don't come across properly. Right. So that's something I'm really going to go into this year with, the idea of I'm going to be explicit in what I'm thinking so the reader knows what I'm thinking as opposed to because it is a screenplay, right? It's not a novel. You don't have to have a big reveal at the end that's a mystery to the reader because the person that technically will be reading the screenplay would be making the movie, right? They don't want to get to the end before they know what the whole movie's about sort of thing, right? So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with more up front and say, this is this, this is this, and now these things happen. Simple. Keep it simple. You Derek, are you, a, you? are you a write everything down? Are you a think it out in your head for a while type of I concept? What do you will, I do not have any inkling of an idea of what I want to do. So I will probably spend the next two or three days mulling things in my head. And like the idea of A to C, which is um, something that's improv, like you're given A as a suggestion, you don't want to do B, right? You want to do what B influences, right? So if somebody says pineapple, you don't want to talk about pineapples and you don't want to talk about whatever the first thing that pineapple makes you think of, you know, juice. You want to think of what juice makes you think of, which is, I don't know, being thirsty, all right? So then you're... Then your story is about being thirsty as opposed to about being planned. So I'm just trying to find something that influences is being influenced by celebration and banker. We definitely got a wide variety of random prompts. Some of us were more excited than others about the draws, but and that's to be expected. We each touched briefly on our process, but we wanted to dive in a little bit deeper on how we were going to approach the next eight days. So have you guys, I know Julianne has taken classes before. Have you guys taken screenwriting or storytelling classes per se and learn how to craft a nope. story with the, the hero and the journey and all these things? I know the hero and the journey. I've got, I've had the books for like 25 years, <laughs> the whatever hero's journey. And I don't know I'm... how much the, the books or the classes really do help. I think it's, I don't know. I think they're overrated. I mean, to some extent, I, I watch so much, so many movies and TV. And so, like, I kind of, like, hope that, like, when I watch something and I go, that's something I really like. All right. Well, that's probably the type of thing that would influence me. And um, so, I'm, you know, it's no, like, actual class, but I have I've consumed so much, <laughs> you know, film and TV. The media. school of hard knocks. Yeah, I'm I'm from the street, people. I'm <laughs> you can deconstruct a movie and probably do it in that likeness. That kind of concept. 
yeah, I mean, I I just feel like I understand at least uh, enough to write up some basics of a of a, a twelve page screenplay and 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 feel okay with it. Well, are you guys afraid to copy any movies outright? Like that would be a fear. I. I would probably have where it's going to be like, oh, this is so obviously this. They're not going to like that. We did that this morning. I was like, what do you think of this idea? We were talking it back and forth and you would say, I know, I instantly like Hunger Games. And I went, oh, shit. Is it too close? But can you? Well, I think it was just because you were talking about the bird. And so that was where my brain went. But, you know, but yeah, but or is that fine? Like, can you have that, you know, mimicry and flattery is whatever they say um and pulling I mean, I guess it would movies. be like am i specifically trying to do something and, and trying to copy something that's already out there or is it something that just is just kind of stuck in my head because it's something that's been there for a long time that i've always liked and it's going to be an influence i mean i would hope i'm not going to just mm-hmm. you know uh, grab onto something that's very blatantly something i've already seen one of the things I I really want to approach mine as instead of having people in extraordinary situations have extraordinary people in normal situations, right? So it's so it's about your characters more than about what it is that they're doing, right? Like what mm-hmm. they're what they're doing is you know you know the 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 vehicle for the the screenplay, but it, it's really more about the individual the the, the pieces, right? You know, like, yeah, like for mine, it's a crime caper. Okay, great. They could be, you know, robbing a bank or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, how many robbing the bank stories have existed in in movies? I probably like the third movie. The first one was the train coming at you. The second one was Charlie Chaplin, like falling off of a board. The third one was probably robbing a bank, right? <laughs> Those were all the, the first three movies, right? So, I mean, they've been around. Like, I'm not, not going to break any new crime caper ground right like, you know what out of sight might be considered a crime caper and yeah. they had such great characters and that movie is about the characters because i i don't remember what the heist is i remember there's a mansion at the end and but they had the diamonds that they had to get yeah the, in, the, in the in the fish, fish tank, tank. Yeah. yeah 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 but it was all about same with oceans 11 that's a caper but it's about the characters. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're right. And I tend to go the opposite where I think big story. Me too. And, but you're absolutely right. We watch movies for the connection to the characters. Mm-hmm. I have to remember that. I think that I do it in the brain first and then write it on the page. And probably my biggest difficulty is to, like you guys are talking about clarity and, and whittling it down. It's much easier to purge for me on the page and then to get it refined and making sense and clear. And also like you had said, keep it simple. And I tend to think it's more interesting if you bring in all these elements and that's not always the case. Sometimes the more clear and simple, but I have a tendency to go big and go crazy and lots of characters and big environment. And that's not always the best story. So I have to think about that. Uh, I'm be uh, like, I don't know if it's age or mental state, but when it comes to the end of day, I don't want to do anything. And it's really sure. like th- th- this is going to be the this is going to be the challenge of these eight days is for me to finish work and be like, all right, I have to work on this, and then not wait until Thursday, mm. and then get. <laughs> so angry and anxious that I have to finish this that like I'm in a bad mood for two days. 
Is there a point in your mind in the next eight days where you where you think you have to have you know the story ready to go? Uh, day for, five uh, for me. I if I don't have it by day five, I'm whatever I turn is probably not going to be something much more than just you know me throwing some spaghetti at a wall and hoping something sticks. Like as I'm trying to upload something, I want to be able to have like a couple days to go uh, back through and 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 chop it up and and dig through it and figure out like what can I you know punch up a couple lines here and there, chop out anything that is probably like an inside joke for me and. Probably Derek, you'd be the only other person to get because nobody needs to read those. Okay, so for fantasy, sorry, Joe. No, I was just gonna say I think your idea is fully formed. I think you should just start writing now. It's the beginning. Okay, here's another thing. I don't know if anyone suffers from this. The beginning and middle, like I'm real gung ho, and then it's closing it out. Mm-hmm. To me, that's mm-hmm. the harder part. I think I think anybody who makes any movie or TV probably suffers from that. I mean, there's, really? I mean, there's endless TV shows where you get to the end and you're like, "Really? That's it? They that's just mail it Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. all beyond. There's a ton of other ones where you're just like, "Okay, you just didn't have an ending, and somebody told you your season was done." Yeah. Um, or you wake I mean, up and it was all a dream. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just which is really nice to do when you're just burnt out. I would love to get it done sooner than later because Thursday's my birthday and I want to go hiking in Joshua Tree this weekend. <laughs> Are you going? Okay. I haven't rented the place yet, but I'm thinking nobody's making any moves. So I think I have to plan my own birthday and uh, I need Aww. to get the kids oh, that out and about because they're stagnant and sitting. So my goal right now is by Monday night to have most of a first draft at least hammered out and that can be super rough super uh sketchy with big gaps in it where uh things aren't all connected dialogue isn't final uh actions aren't completely just a a really either detailed outline or a very loose draft uh and then from there like once i have something i can work with i think it gets a lot easier for me where i can kind of smooth the edges out and uh a lot of it is getting that initial structure in place so by monday i want to have most of that done hopefully a little more refined by tuesday and then it's just editing uh from there where i can spend the rest of the week uh trying dialogue that works and uh you know that's when i i shove it in front of uh you know probably austin because he's here and i make him look at all the shit I'm working on mm-hmm. or my wife or a couple other trusted writer friends. Uh, and I just say, Hey, does this make sense? Is this clear? Is this good? Is it just bad? You know, like some general feedback uh, from people that I know can get it back to me quick. Phil brings up a good point about how important it is to have someone to read your script. That fresh set of eyes can make a world of difference. And we talked briefly about that. You gotta have you gotta have someone who is gonna offer you something just constructive, like, "Hey, I like what you did here, but if you did it maybe like this, it might come across a little bit clear." Something like that. Not somebody who's who is necessarily gonna say this is good or this is bad, or that family member who's just gonna. It's all welcome. It's all from a good place, but like that. Hey, everything you do is great. You know, like mm-hmm. that super supportive. That's not really helpful in like necessarily like critiquing and helping me 
build something better. Um, so Except you, you got self-esteem. You, you, that, I mean, that's not that's not nothing. I'm I'm not <laughs> discounting that, but sometimes I need you to tell me like there's something wrong with this. Please tell me, you know, be a different set of eyes for me. Yeah. And if all you're gonna do is go, it's great. This is great. You're awesome. Uh, it's like that's, thank you, but that's not super. I mean, it sounds like really ungrateful, but it's like sometimes you just need somebody to be super uh, honest and constructive with you. And if you have one of those people, like that's, that's a good person to show it to, but I wouldn't necessarily show it to a lot of, a lot of people where you get just a bunch of weird feedback. Yeah. Like your one pessimistic whole poker friend. I used to always send it to my one very good friend, but he was a pessimist and he had his own issues with like, I found, well, whatever. It doesn't matter, but yeah, that was the person that I valued. I think he was competitive. I think there was a little bit be. of bringing you down to make himself feel better. And so he would send you in weird directions on stuff, maybe. We got our assignments. We have a process. We got people to read our scripts. We have ideas. Are we worried about this contest at all? Is this the format going to freak us out? Or are we just like a bunch of cool cucumbers? I, I like short story format. When I try to write long form, I've done uh, NaNoWriMo twice. And I actually struggle to hit the word count because I'm usually done telling my story before the 50,000 word count. And 50,000 words is not that much. But usually I'm, I'm kind of in and out. I try to get in, get to the point. Uh, uh, make all the all the point that I want to make and then get out. So for me, I mean, 12, 12 pages is is really running low to to uh, hit all the criteria that were given, but that's a finishable thing as opposed to working on a, a novel or a full-length screenplay for, six to 18 months, depending on how you work. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I like I like the finishing of something. That's why the Aquabats, that's the only thing you see that I've done that's on television because they were so short. And I honestly think that was the only reason I could finish them. I, I don't want to speak like that, though, because I want to say that anything's possible. <laughs> but you're, you're good I think with- in quick and humor and short and it's like your songs too you write a lot of jingle fun little songs it's hard to it's hard to go long yeah it's just a lot more (laughs) there's the time but it's a lot more to the idea like i did you know write a hundred and i think the first purging was like 200 pages of an idea and to somehow whittle that back into something that was palatable was so hard because then you're reading over your same stuff and then for me, it was creating new ideas on top of these old things. And then it just gets out of control, it feels like. So to have a nice, small, self-contained thing. I think in addition to the the short page count, the quick turnaround of when you have to have it submitted by, so eight days, doesn't allow time for it to get stuck in my head very much. Doesn't allow right. me to get like stuck in a loop where I'm like, I don't know if this idea is really good or not, mm-hmm. which I have multiples of those already you know, constantly running on, on endless loops through my head that hopefully one day I will spit out uh, on the paper fully and, you know, do something with. 
but well, like this is like all right in eight days like whatever you got has to be done deadline you can't sit on it anymore yeah it's kind of like the podcast episodes where you just have one week you know if you're a weekly podcast or whatever get it out and yeah it may not be this wonderful episode it may be a stinker but whatever it's going to be out there and then we try again next week with the next episode and yeah. that's been probably good practice for me too because i suffer from perfectionism in my stuff a lot and, of us do yeah yeah and so this is i without a deadline without this particular project we're all doing together things might not get done in my world with writing so I appreciate deadlines so much. Mm -hmm. We were all very eager to get writing. And honestly, most of us were tired. Full disclosure, we had been talking and recording for hours. And after a day of computer crashes and Phil coming back on his phone and microphone issues on my part, uh, we were just ready to be done. But before we parted ways for a week and buried ourselves in the world of screenwriting, I wanted to know what it is that we do to decompress. The time crunch can be stressful and taking a break is very important. I will play Fortnite with my kid. We'll sit down, we'll play Fortnite. I'll totally be terrible at it. And that'll be the thing. That'll be my thing to <clears throat> say, no screenplay. I'm not thinking about anything. What, what is something that you guys are going to do to clear your head? Mine would be gardening. I'm, I just put compost in all the raised beds. I'm ready nice. to get the seeds going, the plants going. I have to go down to the school garden and do the same thing there, clean that all up and get that going. So that is a huge project weighing over me, which I love. Like that's some of my favorite time being outside with my hands in the dirt. So that'll be me. And then podcasting stuff in the, in the middle. But what about you, Weens? Tons of school stuff at the same time. So I didn't even know if I could do it, but I'm going to do it. But the break that I will make sure happens is probably just going out and putting my face in the sun. There's something rejuvenating about that. So I'll probably just go out, sit with my cat and soak it in because we need nice. vitamin D right now. My, mine is kind of similar. I'll probably will uh, go for a hike. Um, I got, I got a couple short trails that I can go do an hour. If I really need to decompress, I can go out for a couple of hours. I can go do eight to 10 miles if I need to and really blow off steam. That's really helpful sometimes. Uh, charging the battery for me a lot of times is about taking it down to zero and, and starting up again. Uh, I will probably just be racing a lot of diecast cars. <laughs> <laughs> It's I said I said on a record, but I'm I was really close to starting to record some stuff this weekend until I realized the small flaw in the track and had to start over. But my kids and I we sat down here and raced a whole bunch of races the other day. It was very fun, and I'm I'm I probably will sit here and just keep chucking cars down the thing until I think it's adequate enough to actually do something with. Um, I'll probably sit there and think of ideas for this while I'm doing that as well. So, but this is uh, definitely as I'm going through, even like through the work week, you know, this will be a thing that I come down and I do just to kind of get away on lunch. I will immediately come down here and start uh, doing stuff and trying to like uh, get things figured out with that. But it's, uh, it's not one of these things where I'm trying to get this done and get it out of the way so I can open up for more other creative ideas of doing stuff. Thank you for listening to Midnight Writers. You can find more Phil Rude on his podcast, 
The Picture Show with Austin and Phil Root, or on Twitter at Phil Root. Joel and Julianne also have their own incredibly funny podcast called Mouse and Weens. You can follow Mouse and Weens on Twitter at Mouse and Weens. Keith is host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and you can find more of him and myself there. Follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. Finally, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Derek the number nine and then the word nine. That's Derek nine ninth. 